0: Welcome, my friends, to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. I always love spending this time with you. I am your writing coach and your holistic life coach. I help first, second, and third time authors, mm-hmm, authors write their books, their blogs, their brands, their speeches, their screenplays, their fictional novels, their juicy romances, their love letters. I help you write whatever is on your mind. Why? Because I love it. And I want you to love how you are expressing yourself out there in the world. This is Story You Talk Radio, and we come to you live from Seattle, Washington, every Thursday at four o'clock. And if you miss us, and we hope you don't, but if you miss us, we offer an Encore replay, and that's on Fridays. It's at 6 a.m. for your early morning commute if you are Pacific Coast time, or a little later in the day, 9 a.m. Eastern time. We always love to receive your reviews, and this show is made into a podcast immediately following. You can find us on all of your favorite platforms. I like Apple. We also have Podcast One. There's SoundCloud. Whatever your favorite platform is, what do you say you head over there at some point, not right now, we're doing a show, but you head over there at some point. You just write me a little review, just a sentence or two or three. would make me so happy. I always love know what you like about the show and maybe anything that you would like to have on the show or anyone that you would like me to bring to the show. I have someone so close to my heart today I'm bringing to you. His lovely partner has joined us in the studio as well. She's waving to you, and most of the interview will just be with he and I. So I'm going to get to him in just a moment. We are bringing you a topic that is something I used to teach when I was in the classroom. Some of you know me from the classroom Uh, in Seattle, taught college and literature and Shoreline and Seattle Colleges. One of the topics that I loved to offer in literature courses was just for fun a day on improv. This scared the life out of my students. And you always had to time it just right. It was usually right around midterms when everyone's like, I don't know about that, I'm going to start skipping, I'm going to do... And you you would assign some big heavy duty points to show up in class for something special, I would like to call it. We're going to have a special day. And I would assign improv and people would just start hiding under the desks. What are you going to make me do? What is this about? Isn't that, doesn't that mean I have to have a great memory or I have to be like a pantomime or something like that? No, it doesn't mean that. It means you are getting an opportunity to step out of the left side of your brain that really, really controls you and wants you to think that the way to make it in the world is to be perfect. It's never going to work when you're writing. It's never going to work when you are trying to find the best way to express yourself. So today I bring you this topic that improv will set you free with my dear friend Don Berman. He knows a lot about it. He is an improvisational jazz drummer, as well as a gentleman from Oberlin, Ohio, studied at Oberlin University, followed his father's footsteps, who was a professor at Oberlin, if I remember right. And you're going to learn all kinds of things about Don and his career, as a jazz performer, and you're going to learn just a little bit about his upcoming book, as well as his new website. He's got all kinds of exciting things on the horizon. What I want you to understand right now is that improv does have rules. It's not without rules, but it is in understanding those rules, playing with them, that's going to help you take flight as you write your masterpiece. And I really mean that when you can start to understand what some of the important rules are around expressing yourself, then you can go out there and bend with them and play with them and have fun with them. Don't break them, work within them, but really, really find out how much height and altitude you can get by working with rules, or what I like to say, working with a certain structure. My guest and my buddy Don, he joins me today for a lively show on the dynamic joy of improvisation. Let's just head over to Don and say hello. How you doing, my friend?
1: Hey, it's great to be here, Debbie. Thank you so much. Winging it with improvisation, but not really winging it.
0: Yeah, that's right. Most people do think that if you are improvising, you are 100% winging it. Now, I like to think that only people that have a certain amount of experience are the ones that are usually invited up to the stages of life to perform improv. Of course, we do a little bit of it in the classroom. We learn about it, but we don't necessarily hold a stage and invite someone that's never picked up a flute to come up here and play the flute. You have to be skilled. If you are going to improv with others, then you have to be skilled in the part that you are going to hold up. So I want to talk about this very first idea here that whenever you you as a as a jazz performer, you know that when you're invited to a stage, you have to be in agreement with people up there. Yes. You have to be in agreement. This is not a place or a time for competition or a word I saw online today, showboating. That's a fun word. This is a time if you're going to be part of improv, you are going to be in agreement. I think the person that says yes to this, who says yes, I'm going to come up on this stage, is a person who knows This is a great time to just be in the moment, to trust, to call on my skills, and to just go for it. But I have never, ever done what you've done. I've never picked up my drumsticks and gone up to the stage and partnered with guys. I just want to hear just a little something, anything at all, about your experience of being chosen and go into the
1: stage? Well, you know, uh, I was doing music for probably uh, 40 years. Uh, right around the turn of the century into the 21st century, I met a guy named uh, Al Hood. And he taught an improv class on Tuesday nights above the Neptune Theater in Seattle. He had a little apartment with a huge piano taking up his whole living room. And he pretty much was teaching improvisation. If you play straight-ahead jazz, as I had done up to that time, there's songs; they have music written down. There's chords, and you learn those songs well enough that you can make something up that'll fit on top of those. But there's a lot of uh, conventions of what you do, and this and that, and this and that. Then I'm at his class, and for the first time, he said, "Well, we're going to play free." And I said, "Well, if there isn't a bass player going boom, 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 and I can't go jing, jinga, ding, jing ding, what am I going to do if there's no bass player?" He said well you don't have to keep time anymore I said, what do you mean you don't have to keep time He said, just play little songs on the instrument and listen to what's going on and uh, that was the start of it you know and after I did it for a year or two with him I, I was starting to get the hang of it a little bit I said gee Al, you've really shown me a lot and he said I didn't show you anything Don I just gave you permission
2: mmm
0: he gave you permission. To
1: stop thinking about this rule or that rule and to just say yes what was going on around you and go with it. You hear that a lot of times in movies. The director says, okay, just go with this, Deb. He's going to do that. Just go with it. That's what saying yes is. Somebody else, If you are going to improv and you make the first move, I don't go, I wonder if I'll go with what Deb's doing. now. maybe I think I have another idea. No, you say yes. You agree with the reality your partner creates, And as they said in this movie, don't think twice. Then you build on that, and then you build on that. But you say yes to what's right in front of you. You don't try and think something up or decide. You don't have to. Too much thinking ruins the whole thing. I
0: agree. I agree. Now, imagine if you were in my writing class. It's a great answer. If you're in my writing class, and I have set up the stage that there's uh, a guy and a girl, you and me. And we're going to do dialogue. What we would agree on is, all my dear writers, you know, we would agree on the context. We would agree on the setting. So here's a guy and a girl sitting in their living room trying to decide what they're going to do in the evening. Your improv task is to have a conversation. So what are you gonna call on?
1: Okay, well we're sitting there. If too much time is going by, one of us has to say something. That's okay. Right. So let's say you say something. Okay. The second line is gonna be me going along with what you said and responding. You don't want know what the third line is gonna be. You don't know what your next line is gonna be till you hear what I say because you're gonna go with that and build something on top of that. Mm-hmm. So neither one of us knows where this conversation is gonna lead or where we're going to find ourselves three or four minutes from now. Maybe you've had a good conversation with somebody before, and we're talking about something. Four minutes in, we're talking about World War II airplanes, and we stop all of a sudden, we go,
0: how did we get to this? Exactly. How did we get to this? It's a great question. It's a really great question, and it's one that people in literature are willing to step into that rink. They're willing to try it out. Now, let's say Don and I... We were the two that were called to the front of the stage. You knew writers. I want you to think about this for a minute. You can write dialogue. I know it scares you. But you know who you are as a person in the real world. And therefore, since you have friends, you know who characters are. People in your life are characters. You just fall back on what you know you have said in other conversations. Don and I are gonna do this for you right now. Here's We are. We are. <laughs> Here's context for you. Don and I were up on the stage. I've given the assignment that we're just talking about what we're gonna do tonight. Now watch, we haven't planned this out at all. But notice you can do this and it develops free form skill in your writing. Picture us. We're up on the stage. We're talking and I say, Oh man, Thursday night. I don't want to wait till Friday to go out, do you?
1: No, not really. It's been a busy week. I need to get I need to get outdoors, out of the house, and go somewhere.
0: Yeah. Have you thought about where you want to go? I want to go too.
1: Well, I'm kinda of hungry. Maybe we should stop and get a little bite to eat on the way so then when we get there, we won't be hungry in the middle of it and interrupt like what we're doing.
0: I wanna go somewhere where I can have a big bite to eat. Are you still on your diet? I'm not on a diet anymore. Not tonight. No, No, not tonight. uh, Okay. Okay, honey, let's blow off the diet. How about pizza?
1: Pizza sounds good, and then if we get it to go, we can maybe go all the way across the lake and see what's going on over there, and we can eat while we're driving.
0: Oh, eat while we're driving. Well, we're definitely taking your car then. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's a deal. Okay. See? That's improv. That's just us falling back on what we know. We're falling back into life. That's improv. That's what authors, writers do all the time. Now, it's easy for me because I write a lot. I thought Don did a bang-up job on this. But I also think that when Don is called to the stage to be a drummer, he gets his sticks, he gets his brushes, He goes up to the stage, and he's leaning back into his experience as a drummer. It's working with him. Higher power is allowing him to express himself on that stage. This is a beautiful thing to take on. Now, I want to ask you, Don, did you feel any rules there while I was asking you about, you know, pizza and going out? Did you feel like, oh, I need to... I need to know speaking rules while I talk to Deb.
1: No, no, I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to think about the words I would choose. I just answered your question, which what came out of my, you know, came right out.
0: hmm Exactly. Spontaneously. Now, now, when you're up on the stage, and you're doing improv, and you got your drumsticks and your brushes, how would that be in any way different or the same?
1: Well, the thing is, I feel like, like when you said what I want to do tonight, I'm accessing what happened this past week and what I'm in the mood for now. Yeah. If I have to play music, I I like to think about like being a computer. If I don't have apps and programs and stuff inside me, I'm just an empty box. Nothing's going to come out. I have to kind of access what's inside of my computer mind. You have to access it. And so to access it, you have to remove certain distractions. Because otherwise, you go, Well, I sure hope what I play is going to be good. I hope I play good notes. I hope Deb over in the second row listen. I hope she's going to be impressed with what (laughs) I'm doing. Oh, God, I'm worried it's not going to be good. If you're doing all that, you're thinking you're not going to be improvising and you're not going to, nothing's going to happen worth of value.
0: You have taken us to the very, accessing something. Yes, the very critical place. Improv breaks down your critic. If you are standing in your power as an improv artist, then your critic has no room. There is no room on the stage for your critic. And that's exactly where we want to take you. I'm hoping that this conversation is opening you up and making you think, Ooh, I think I like this exercise. I think I like the idea of playing around with authoring. Why don't you call us up? Our number heres two nine eight, five five six nine. 298 1-888-298-5569. If the critic in you has been getting the best of you, improv is one of the best ways to unleash what you really want to say. I got to take a break here, but why don't you take down our number? one, eight eight eight, two nine eight. 298 Five, five, six, nine. We're going to come right back.
2: You know Coach Debbie from Story You Talk Radio, but do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do, and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com. That's Coach, D-E-B-B-Y. CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence. Welcome back to
0: Story U Talk Radio I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am so happy to be here with you. We're talking today about improvisation, and you might be thinking, ooh, that sounds so scary. Doesn't that happen on a big stage? Isn't that for people that are practiced at speaking? Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe there's other contexts in which it could happen. We're going to take Marsha's question that came in during the break here, and that was, can you improv with yourself? Don Berman and I are going to get to that question in just a minute here. If you've been thinking in the first part of the show, it really is time for you to say yes to writing your book, your screenplay, your blog, your brand, your speech, maybe even a lovey, lovey letter. Improv is one of the things that's going to set you free. I can show you how to do it on paper. I can show you how to do it sitting with a partner and using the skill so that you're having more and more access to what really wants to come through and make it down on the page. Improvisation is one of the best ways I know to knock the critic into the back corner of the room so you can get your work done. I have a community right now, and we are called Coach Debbie's Superstars. Wouldn't you like to be a superstar? I would like to help you be a superstar. And this community is open for the second half of the year. We start tomorrow, which is Friday, June 23rd. If you can't make it, you can come the next week. We will be open for the until the end of the year, and right now the community is at half price. Mm hmm, it won't always be. So, my hope is that you write to me. Maybe you go over to my website, coachdebbie.com. Doesn't it look pretty? I have someone that's been working on it. Take a look if you haven't seen it lately. Coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D E B B Y click on connect and let me know that you would like to be in the community. It's really easy to get in. And once you are in, you're going to meet up with lovely people that are going to help you and assist you. We only have safe people in the community, just like you. If that's you, you are welcome. We would also like to be a group that reads each other's work as you feel comfortable with it. You get to be a reader and give comments once you are willing to be vulnerable and do it for someone else. Uh, But until then, you are welcome to be a fly on the wall taking it all in, just like today's show. You don't have to participate beyond listening if you don't want But if you do want to write in or call in, we would love to talk to you. I have my friend Don Berman here. He is an excellent writer, an amazing jazz drummer. He is from Oberlin, Ohio, but lives near me in West Seattle. Happy West Seattle.
1: Happy West Seattle.
0: (laughs) Where we like to be. And his lovely partner has asked this question. It's a beautiful question can you improv with yourself let's see what don has to say about that
1: well let's talk about writing for a second because uh i've seen authors interviewed like mystery authors yeah and they talk to author a he says so now when you're writing this mystery and you're on page five you know who did it and what's going to happen and they go oh yeah i have an outline I've got the chapters. I know where this is going to happen. I'll move this to that chapter, da, 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 And they'll talk to another one and say, you know who the killer is? And they say, no, I don't even know how the story's going to end. I'm kind of reading along with the reader. And they're just writing. They're sort of like watching the book come by, and they're reading it before you read their finished product. And they don't always know how it's going to end. Or writers on a series like, say, Breaking Bad or whatever, where you got 10 people brainstorming the third episode this week they go well what if we have him get arrested for this and then that guy sees him okay they they don't know about the fourth episode yet because they're doing the third and then at the end of the third they go well when that ended up like that where do we go from there and i think some tv shows are like that because the writers are collaborating they don't know how it's going to end no and then they sometimes they don't tell the actors either so you'll find out they don't want them to know
0: yeah, big old surprise for yeah. the top star.
1: But I like when somebody's. No, I didn't know how the book was going to end. I had to just keep writing till. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think that's cool.
0: It is very cool. You know how I learned how to do that? No. I, I might have told you I was a uh, part of a a group on East Lake, and the deal was if you were a writer, you could show up at two, sit down at any of the tables with the other writers at two thirty. It was all quiet timer was set, and you wrote for half an hour, and then if you choose, you read it, but no one could give you feedback. That was the deal. You could not receive feedback. You only got the opportunity to practice improvised writing, and you'll go home, and that was it, and I became so comfortable getting away from the outline and just seeing what happens on paper, and I found I could write like a la 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 la, you know, because I just had all this freedom. Yeah. yeah, totally uninhibited. So I want to ask you, okay, as someone who has taken the stage and done this, do you have the same jitters that you once had? How has it changed? What can you tell me about that?
1: Well, it's funny because you can go. No, I don't get stage fright anymore. Not everywhere. That's one night out of ten. All of a sudden, you go. Why am I nervous tonight? (laughs) I was at a jam session at a cool club in Seattle where they let people come and play. And I went three times and it was fine. The fourth time I was there, I was like, oh my God, so-and-so's out there. I want him to like what I do. I'm worried about it. And that night I was nervous. So it's, it's not consistent. Most of the time, I don't worry about it.
0: But do you find when you're out there, I like that, the consistency. Do you find that it depends on who... You're playing with because one of the key rules I understand is that nobody's going to showboat or compete with someone else. That you know that you are all leading your instrument. Did I get that right?
1: Yes. If the band is playing and there's four of us and you've been working on some fancy thing all week and you go, I want to use this tonight. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the piece, while everybody's busy, you just stick that in or something like, "Look at me, what I can do!" Strutting your stuff, showboating. A great bass player named Gary Peacock, the late Gary Peacock, used to play with Chick Corea and all the best people. He said, "Once you start strutting your su- your stuff, it's all over." Wow! Or if you're in a meeting at work and you want to the boss and think you're so bright you came up and the meetings go to a certain way and you stick out like a sore thumb and make it all about you all, all of a sudden they go "Would somebody shut her up and get her out we're, we're on this topic she butted in it's all about her instead of us and uh that's that's not a good thing to do also I'd say this let's say I like the way actors are good actors with a range you go I saw De Niro in this movie and he was totally different in this one when he was playing with these people in this scene. Or if I have a gig with these three players, maybe they're doing a different style of music, or maybe they haven't been playing as long as I have. And I want what I play to blend with them and fit and make that music as good as it can be. And then the next week, what if I'm with guys, I'm the worst guy in the band, I'm playing with those guys, I'll play different in that situation. And I think it's nice that you adapt to each situation to make it as blended and as much of a whole and as you can, make it a group thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Really nice. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. You want to help out this gal that's writing in, asking us a question here?
1: Let's hear the question. We'll improvise and answer.
0: We got Monica, and she is saying that... Hang on my screen sometimes. Here we go. Okay. Monica... Uh, I really like this topic and I've been struggling to let myself be known. I sing. I don't know how to get the attention of the band. Sometimes I think about going up to the piano player because I played piano once, but I don't know the, the. I think this word is etiquette. I don't know the etiquette. How does one let herself be known? as someone willing to improvise?
1: Well, there's something in the theater called casting. And if you are the... Let's say you're a singer, and you talk to a hotel, and they say, Deb, we want you to sing next week in our lounge. Now you got to pick the cats who are going to play with you. Well, if you get three guys who go, oh, God, I don't really want to play this singer gig anyway... I'll condescend because I'm doing this, and I'll just show up and do it. I won't pay much attention, or we'll just slog through together. That's bad choices on your part. You want people that you can talk to who appreciate what you think. You say, I like to take this kind of slow. I'm a little bit like this at the beginning. And the people in the band, if they're saying yes, they'll go, yeah, okay, we get that. We're going to support you with that. So you have to communicate before you play so that you're all on the same page. And if you see that some of the people with you don't want to hear what you have to say, or they don't even want to be there, they just want the 100 bucks or whatever, it's not going to be the best gig because the preliminary steps weren't such. So you have to work with people who you respect and who respect you. Mm, and if you can't find four to do a quartet gig and you can just find a pianist or a guitarist, there's only going to be two of you, but that's better than having four people there, two whom don't want to even be there or aren't really with you.
0: That's a good answer for you, Monica. I'm really glad that you wrote in. I don't recognize your last name. So, Monica, I want to welcome you to Story U Talk Radio. I'd love to find out if there's a way I can help you. My email address is debbie at coachdebbie.com. Thank you for friending me on Facebook. And I would like to offer you a 30-minute consultation where we can meet up and find out how you might like to take this topic just a little bit further. Thank you, Monica. And thank you, Don. Listen, I got like six little rules here. I'm just going to lay them out for you. And I want you to just think about how these might help you expand into doing more writing. These are all rules that Don knows really, really well because he is an improvisational musician, as well as a jazz musician, as well as a long-time studied theorist, as well as we could go on and on and on with his credentials. But one thing he knows inside and out
1: is improv.
0: Did you, is your friend Tommy Krantz, Is he a a musician?
1: Yes. When I met him at a resort in Maine in the summer of 72, I believe it was, I was uh, a busboy and I was also the drummer because we did shows at night because everybody on the staff there was musical just about. And uh, and Tom played the drums too. So we collaborated and he played some nights also. And I played some nights, and then by the third year we were there. There were like six guys all wanted to play the drums. And at first, like, well, I'm the drummer. I want to do all of it. But we shared it. But he's a very fine drummer too. And uh, so, yes, he's a music. He's a big music fan. He listens to all kinds of music, and he's got good taste and a vast experience of listening and knows about the history of the music. And he was a former DJ on radio, so he knows a heck of a lot about it. And very very
0: skilled. Yes, his uh his appearance here in twenty twenty two is a, an absolute delight. When we brought him on, the uh the podcast he does, I'm trying to recall the
1: oh it's got three words uh types. So I can't tell you the exact title, the but he t- he interviews very uh fascinating people, up and coming authors, he does. people who have done interesting things, might be writing a book about it, maybe wrote a book anything that's interesting, it doesn't have to all be in this one subject area. He picks very interesting guests.
0: I agree. I agree. Really, wouldn't
1: be surprised if he picks you someday.
0: He did pick me. Oh, he did. And you were on we, his. You
1: were on his podcast. I
0: was. We had a load of fun on his show, and and I was just so impressed with again that sequence of improv. We didn't. We didn't really know each other, and we just talked back and forth and had ourselves just a A wonderful conversation. Thank you, Tommy Kranz, for tuning in, listening in, and being a part of of our life. Now, let's, before we go to our second break, let's just take a a quick look at some of these rules. For improv, you need to be in agreement, right? You and the other people you're playing with, writing with, hanging with, you're in agreement. Or with
1: yourself. If it's just you improving with yourself
0: good catch, good catch. Be in agreement with yourself. This is going to help build your trust. I want you to also think about the idea of buying in to opportunity. You're not just trying to perform the latest and greatest thing, but you're trying to have an opportunity of expressing something right now. Let yourself be in the moment. Let yourself enjoy how great it feels to not be competing. Let yourself get to know yourself better. And sometimes we start by trusting those that are around us that are doing some improv with us. That pays off. It helps us start to trust our own voice and trust what we can create and put down on paper. Once again, I want to remind you that I have a community of superstars. We're all coming together. We're going to work the second half of the year together and have skill building time, all kinds of opportunity to learn how to create your book, blog, brand, your love letters your screenplays, your novels, maybe even your business pamphlet. What is it you're just dying to create? And you're thinking it's your left brain that's going to run it for you. All those hard, rigid grammar rules, get rid of them for a while. Learn to adapt that improv could be a path for you, could make you real happy. And when you're thinking you need some more inspiration... Beyond what you get here at Story U Talk Radio. How about taking a listen at Type Time Tint? That's Tom Krantz, K R A N Z. That is his podcast, and we support it here, Don Berman. And and he calls it a
1: podcast for creatives. Oh,
0: there you go. Award winning, right there.
1: It's a great thing.
0: Okay, my friends, hang in there. I just need to get in another commercial or two. I'm going to come right back. Stay tuned.
2: You know Coach Debbie from Story U Talk Radio. But do you know about her annual membership? Well, now you do and you're invited. Become the author of your dreams and upscale your career. Transform your home or grow your income. Create any future you desire. You'll learn the skills that allowed Coach Debbie to author her own life and transform her most difficult challenges as a writer, teacher, and especially as a person with low vision. The membership doors are open. Just sign up for the newsletter and qualify for the early bird special. Simply go to CoachDebbie.com That's Coach, D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. As a subscriber, you could win a premium coaching session and begin the new year with confidence.
0: Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I just want to thank you for tuning in and giving some time to your day So you can be even more confident at expressing yourself. We do this often in the arts. This is the number one place in which I support people. But I also love to give you license to self-express in your real daily life. There's all kinds of theories and structures that can help you along the way. One theory that helped me along the way were the fundamental steps of what we call 12-step recovery that helped me obtain an idea around emotional sobriety, something that made a huge difference in my life, something that I would not want to walk into my day without. Another theory that I work with closely Is that of Joseph Campbell? Again, 12 steps around the circle of what it means to be heroic in your life, what it means to be humble, what it means to work in such a way that you're willing to make some sort of transformation and bring message to the other areas of your life because you know it will make things better. There's Stephen Covey he had the seven steps of success think about all the ways in which you have enlisted help and learning and ideas so that you could grow more why don't you add on to that today and just consider what could a little improvisation in your day-to-day life let alone in the way that you're artistic how might that help you How might that help you be a better listener? How might it help you feel more creative? How might it allow you to clean up the clutter that's in your mind and get real with the thoughts that you want to be running day in and day out? Have you ever heard of Kenny Warner? He is the author of the Masterclass...
1: Effortless Mastery. Ooh, That's his book.
0: That's his book, Effortless Mastery. And while he is a wonderful piano player, he really does something that I value. And he helps people understand self-expression in their real life. Now, Don has a lot of experience being in the music center of Kenny Werner's classes. And he has something to share today about that that I think can really, really help you in day-to-day life, let alone your writing. Tell us all about this, Don.
1: Well, this is something I saw, uh, I read and saw it several times online, and recently I saw an online class Kenny did. He's a terrific musician and a fabulous teacher, and he stumbled onto this concept that helps not only musicians. He calls it effortless mastery. The second one is becoming one with your instrument or with your writing. And he said, uh, you have to get out of your head. You have to get out of your way. You can't think too much. Like if you had to come up in front of a music class now, Dev, and play a song, he said, improvise something for this class of experienced musicians. You go, well, geez, I haven't played the piano for 20 years. I only played for two years. I can't do anything. I'm maybe going to play a funny note. What are they going to think? This is going to be bad. I'm worried it's not going to be good. He said, if you stop doing all that, all you have to do to play a note on the piano is just push that key, and a <laughs> note comes out. And if you just let those notes come out with all that other thinking and stuff, you'll be playing something. That's all you have to do. Uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Williams, a fabulous drummer, New York and London, uh, he lives back and forth, and he said he's got no point now in his playing, he's a little older than I am, he says, where well, he doesn't think when he plays. And... uh People come up to him after a set. and They go, man, that was a great set, Jeff, that last tune. I loved what you were doing, man. That was terrific. He goes, man, I wasn't there. Which is kind of woo-woo. But he goes, I wasn't there. I wasn't thinking about it. And if you're running with the football in the Seattle Seahawks and 12 scary guys in the other team are all coming to get you and you're trying to get down the field, you don't know what you're going to do because that play is unfolding around you. You practice running and practice. You do exercise, but you can't think. If you stop and think about what to do next, you're going to get creamed by five of those guys and buried. So you have to see what's opening up, go with that, respond to this. You can't be thinking. It, you just have to go with what's happening around you. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, easier said than done, but that's what I talk about, the process of getting those things out of the way so you can access what's inside of you. Uh, that's, that's a practice that you have to do.
0: I like the word access. I like the word access a lot. Sometimes people ask me, how is it you come up with your words? I don't always come up with words. There's plenty of times when I'm stuck or tongue-tied, but there are more times than often that I could have never planned where I have words when I need words. That comes from practicing writing. It comes from improv. It comes from These exercises we're sharing with you today, someone might write down something like, I want to be a good writer. They might go back and look at it and say, actually, I want to be a a writer who stands out. They might go back and write a line through that. I want to be a smart writer. Ah, smart's better than good. That tells us a little more. Well, I want to, what I'm really trying to say is I want to be a courageous writer. Oh, a courageous writer! It's a far, far cry from good. We're getting more detailed. Okay, I want to be a good, smart, courageous writer. Why do you want to be that? We ask the question. Why do you want to be that? And they say because I want to be brave. Bam now we got the word. But if they hadn't started with, I want to be good, we wouldn't have much to grow with. You have to start. You have to start with what comes to you. And if you get practice, just like Don is sharing with you, the word brave, the notes that you really want to share, they're going to come. They're going to be there. We were talking about Marie Kondo the other day, weren't we? Yes. How she's the superstar of going into your living room and figuring out what stays, what goes, and it's all based on what gives you joy. Now, what if you don't know what gives you joy? Well, that's a really good place to start. That's
1: the starting point.
0: It is. You got to know what gives you joy in your music. When you go up on the stage, you're playing. For the joy of it, right?
1: Yeah, and and uh, getting back to Marie, like she—if your living room is a disaster area, you don't start out with what am I going to put here? What am I there? How can I make this room good? The first thing you do is make a big pile of everything you got there and start pulling out stuff that doesn't give you joy. Everything that doesn't give you joy goes. Then when you see what's left. Then you fold it her way. You find little containers for it, and that's when you can do that. It's like that famous, I quote this all the time, If you and me are going to make a statue of the Buddha, and we've got a rock and two hammers and two chisels. We just chip away everything that's not the Buddha, and then you're left with a statue of the Buddha. So you get all that baloney out of your house and all that junk out of your living room, and it leaves, and you have much less left, then you just organize that. And then the room looks gorgeous, but you didn't know what it was going to look like until you cleared out the other stuff first. That's why I want to make sure I get one thing in meditation. If you want to access what's inside of you without and uh, go through the gauntlet of your critics and the excess of thinking and this, and that, meditation is a daily practice to hear those things but not listen to them. And you go deeper than those. Uh, And you go down below the surface. Because on the surface, all that stuff is bubbling around in your head. But when you meditate and you practice that, you practice going down deeper where the good stuff is. That's where you access good stories or what to play. Somebody said, if you're in that state, the music will tell you what to play. Or you won't have to think of a story. You get in that state, you go, oh, there's the story right there. And you just let it come out. You see it. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. You don't think of it. You didn't think of the story. You got to it. You accessed it. I think that's a concept that's worth something.
0: It is a concept worth something because if you had to crawl through a tunnel of baloney, you might not get to that that great story.
1: No. You're, you get stuck in the delicatessen with the baloney.
0: That's right. That's right. And you don't want to become the baloney. You want to become the one that's clear. Yes. I think one of the beautiful things about having any kind of daily practice, is you develop trust with yourself. Marsha started us off with this great question of, can you improv with yourself? It was something I hadn't have even thought about bringing to the show today. But for me, this has been one of the key things that we're really, really drilling down into today. We're looking for ways to develop our trust. So I want to ask you, Don: improv or not, what is something that you do? And it might be meditation. And if so, tell us about it. But what is something that you do because you know your relationship with yourself and trusting yourself makes you a great musician?
1: Well, this comes back to my pal Jeff Williams. I was going to be in a concert with three other drummers, and all four of us were going to play a drum solo in the first half of the show. And then the second half, we were going to collaborate and improvise something, all four of us together. What's well, a little daunting when you ask three other guys who play really well to come, and you're all going to play solos. Well, you don't want those guys to make you look bad. And all that kind of stuff, the ego pops up in there. And I was talking to him about it because he's more experienced than I am. He says, man, just play something with conviction, even if it's simple. If you play it with conviction, it'll get over. So there's an old saying, say what you mean and mean what you say. Say it with conviction. If you had to play a song on the piano in front of 20 concert virtuosos and it was a simple tune, but you played it like you really meant it, and as well as you could, they'd say, Deb, that was good, honest playing. We like that. You didn't have to play fast to impress us. You didn't have to play something difficult. You just had to play something that was honest, you being honest. Mm-hmm. Willie Nelson does that. He plays these slow little guitar solos. You go, that guy's got no chops. Like, and the way he plays them, it just gets to you because he means it. It's, he plays it with conviction.
0: Oh yeah. is a word. To you. Conviction. Yeah. I like that very much. You know, I can't even believe we're running out of time here. You come back and do this with me again?
1: Sure. This just flew by.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it often does. Listen, we have a community here beyond story you, where you can be a participant and For those of you that are writing your second or your third book, or you know you are writing your bestseller, I'd like to invite you to retreats. I hold retreats in California, in Santa Barbara. I hold retreats in Florida, in Miami, and we're going to branch out to Charleston, somewhere that I've been wanting to go for a real long time. I think we should bring Don on a retreat. Would you like to go on retreat, bring Marsha? Sure. Yeah, why not? What is the benefit of retreat? You get to relax, but you also get to use your great skills. Okay, Wendy Boyd, listen. I have been watching you type this question, and you still don't have the second half of it, but (laughs) I am going to read this to on. We'll improvise the second half of the question. We'll make something. Yeah, Wendy is a successful uh, saxophonist in New York City. Wendy Boyd, you might know her, and she writes in to say, "More musicians, please. I have a question for your guest. How long would you say it took for you to have the guts to go on stage with strangers?" That's a great question, Wendy.
1: Well, I uh, only played with people I knew in high school. Uh, But in college, I had to start doing that because, you know, uh, percussion students, our teachers say, well, this guy in the composition department wrote uh, a composition student wrote this piece for these six players. And they need two percussionists, Berman, you and -and so-and-so. You're going to go play with this oboe player and this violinist, this thing, this (laughs) crazy piece. And uh, so you have to go play with people you don't know. And Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, uh, I was a student at the time and practicing every day and having lessons. But this is something my teacher at Oberlin said to me one day. He says, man, he says, it's one thing to be able to play and work hard and be a good player. But if you're going to be in the performance biz, you have to have a certain temperament. You have to have a certain type of nervous system. And you have to ask yourself if you've got that. Because uh, you have to really find joy in performing go, yeah, I I get scared, I do it anyway. I do it anyway. And uh, so you have to have the right temperament to do that, to to be in the biz. Because it is a little bit, you know, there's adrenaline in it, just like competing in a game or a sport. you know, you get revved up.
0: You do, and so you find this. I I think your teacher was really wise. Maybe we should do a show, you and I, on what we learned from our teachers. Because whenever you and I get together, that is something that comes up. You have a lot of stories about. Okay, I had some good teachers. ones. I was privileged. I you know I did too. I had very very good experiences learning at all at all grade levels. And uh, a lot of life, a lot of life, my friends, is an improv. So get up there, stand up, learn to trust yourself. And if you need some help, reach out to me. I would love to offer you whatever you need to stand up and express yourself with others. I'm Coach Debbie, and this is Story U Talk Radio We come to you live every Thursday and we bring you a new topic every week. Until next week, my friends, namaste.